Hello Coven, I am your host, Rachel Pond, and this is Practical Magic. In this week's episode, I will be discussing nature's tools for your spell work. And I just want to take a quick moment to say welcome if you are new or if you've been around for a while. Either way, I am super grateful to have you here with me. But let's jump right on into it. So, starting with flowers. Traditionally, flowers are seen, you know, like the rose petals, the leaves. They're seen for love and um, whether that be you know, to strengthen a love that you, that is an existing love with a person, um, or self-love, but, um, it has more purposes than that. Um, you can obviously use the stem for, and the thorns. Not all flowers come with thorns, but in this example, um, the thorns for a banishing or um, uh, yeah, banishing spell or uh, just like a protection because of course the thorns no one wants to get pricked um, the leaves you can use in a prosperity uh, wealth um, rebirth because of course you know from the leaves comes the rosebud, you know, off the stem. Um, So there's many more purposes. And of course, if any example I give today or any episode ever does not resonate with you and you feel like it should be used in a different way, go ahead, follow your intuition. These are just things that I use them for and um, things that resonate with me. So just because it resonates with me doesn't mean it has to with you. So just keep that in mind, no matter what uh, example I give. Um, So moving on to trees and their bark. Um, You can do it in a um, harvest spell, because if you think about the winter time, fall time, deers and bears, and such eat tree bark to keep them um I don't know maybe I'm just going off of watching Bambi as a kid remember like during the winter the mother and the herd were like tree eating tree bark maybe that's a real thing maybe not maybe I should do my research (laughs) but um that's where it started resonating with me to use tree bark in like a harvest or prosperity spell and do use it in a way where you will never be without you know the universe do a spell where the universe will always bring you give you what you need in the moment um you can also use it for grounding um protection because obviously um trees are used in building homes and and providing us with things that we need in our day-to-day life whether it be paper or you get my point like there are many different things um you can also use it in um nurturing because trees we don't tend to think of trees as nurturing but if trees did not lend themselves to birds in a nurturing way um or any animal that, for that fact, that uh, 
whether it's just temporarily or makes the tree their home, they would not be able to do that. So you can do a spell with um, whether it be a branch or just a piece of tree bark or even the leaf, you can use it in a nurturing spell, whether you are wanting to be more nurturing yourself or if you're seeking out um, something, you know, nurturing uh, energy, you know, a situation that is more nurturing. Um, let's see. You can do uh, use tree um, for growth, uh, prosperity, <clears throat> and you can even do use it. And of course, you can use any of these examples I give you uh, for this next spell. But um, purifying, because trees are known to purify the air and make it possible for us to live and breathe. Um, that sort of spell um, would be really good for like um, for like doing a spell for the collective, for the universe, to better our world. Um, of course, if you can come up with your own examples, you know, things to do, that'd be wonderful as well. Um, leaves and this could just be leaves off a tree leaves off of a stem of a plant or a flower um, rebirth um, is what comes to mind for me <clears throat> I am sure there are uh, money green if you're going with color uh, wealth uh, prosperity all that good stuff um, Feathers, freedom, release, uh, they're also great, uh, for, like, um, to use, like, as a wand, because you can point with them, and that goes along with sticks, um, you know, you can get, like, a little jackknife, and of course, you probably wouldn't, I guess you could when it comes to, like, the stem of the flower, of, of the leaf, excuse me, of the feather, um, you could take, like, a little jackknife, and whether it's the, uh, feather or a stick you can kind of whistle uh, whittle a pointy end um and use it uh to like point although the pointy end on the feather would be pointing to you and you'd just be using the tip of the feather to point to your di desired direction but um i digress <laughs> um so those are some examples for um for feathers um, and again, this could be the feather of any animal that, uh, whether it be a seagull or a hawk, whatever, as long as it's a feather. Um, so of course, rebirth, um, uh, if you wanted to do a spell for like a, um, a journey, if you're like going on a trip, you know, cause birds, they travel, um, you can incorporate it in that. Or you, like I use as the example, as using it as like a wand or just pointing um, to something. Like if you are doing like, for example, uh, a TikTok video and you've got your, 
either runes or tarot cards laid out and you're not in the scene, but you don't want to use your finger to point, you can use these things for that as well. Um, bones, um, you can use them for readings. Uh, I, I mentioned before in one of my more recent episodes, um, of divination, my episode divination, I mentioned bone reading. So, um, you know, when I first put this example down, I was like, how are people going to come across bones? Um, because I've been out hiking a lot and I've never just seen bones laying around. But the more I thought about it, you know, when you're grocery shopping and if you buy, you know, um, chicken, for example, and I think even like pork and stuff and, and ribs, you know, after you consume your food, there's the bone on your plate. So you just wash it off and then you can use those bones in your desired way. Um, of course, if you are a hunter or if you know a hunter and you feel comfortable asking them, you know, if they're not going to use the bones for a certain reason, could you please have them? That's another great way um, to incorporate bones. That way you make sure that animal did not die in vain. Every part of them is literally being used for a purpose. Um stones, rocks, you know, um, I think this is one that really gets overlooked, uh, because we're all so used to going to, you know, our favorite website or, 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 um, metaphysical store and, and buying crystals, but, um, there are so many different types of rocks and this could also, uh, go for like seashells as well. And just spend time and there will be one or possibly multiple that jump out to you and they will, if you give it time, uh, it will tell you what it wants to be used for, whether it's for uh, prosperity, protection, um, you know, just because it's not something that you find in a metaphysical, excuse me, metaphysical store does not mean it cannot be used in that way. Um, so obviously protection, love, uh, prosperity, um, any reason, anything you can possibly think of to use a, uh, crystal for, you can use a rock or a stone for the exact same thing. Um, I found a couple apps in my app store for, you know, taking photos of, um, stones and they'll tell you what type of stone it is. And as it turned out, they all, you had to pay for all of them. So what I have started to do is um, use Google, take photos, put them in Google, and Google will tell you the type of stone it is and um, where it's more most likely to find them, etc. So uh, yeah, using stones instead of crystals, that's just another creative way. Um, So grass, um, let's see here, sorry, my notes just fell all over the place, uh, grass, um, 
uh, prosperity because, I mean, even if you find um, a, a piece of land in the grass is like dry and like dying, there will always be a small patch of grass that is that is thriving. Um, and because there's so much of grass, prosperity is a really good uh, spell to do with grass. Again, going with color, you can use it for wealth and money and success. Um, again, you could just use it for success and like um, relationships in your life. You know, success with building a relationship with yourself. Um, these are just some things coming off the top of my head. Um, you could also use it for um, grounding. I know dirt and uh, things like that are typically for grounding, but um, you know, it being part of the earth, you know, I don't see why you couldn't. And I love using things for multiple different purposes. Um, uh, rain. Um, whether it's moon, sun, water, it does not matter. You can use it uh, for growth, nurturing, rebirth, uh, protection, um, um, to help you achieve goals, etc. Um, for more examples, check out my episode on um, working with the sun and with the moon. Um mushrooms, um, survival, determination, because mushrooms can grow pretty much anywhere, where most things need to be out in the open and be free for the sun to hit it. Mushrooms can thrive under a tree, in the shade, in the moist. I know that's kind of a touchy word. A lot of people don't like that word. But in the humidity, mushrooms can just thrive. So... If you're looking for something to help you with a spell work with helping you to thrive in a difficult situation, mushrooms are a great way. And I'd like to point out, since these things are just part of nature, if you are somebody that is in the broom closet, these would be great ways uh, to do spell work without anyone even knowing because you will just be out in nature and... People are like, oh, she just likes collecting mushrooms or she likes collecting rocks, you know. Um, you know, they won't think much of it. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, um Um, <clears throat> moving on to, um, the, uh, to the ocean, you know, um, to, to sea life. Um, and these examples I'm giving in this episode are things that are close around me. I have a beach not too far from me. Um, I have a really nice park, um, you know, with hiking trails and all of that. So I'm coming up with examples of things that are practical to me. If like you live in Arizona and there's not a lot of grass and stuff, but you've got cactuses, for example, 
use that in place, you know, use that, use what you have around you. These are just examples that I have because they're around me. Um, If I lived in Arizona or Texas, I would probably use totally different examples. So just keep that in mind. What I'm saying in this episode is not the end all be all. Um, So if you are looking to incorporate C uh, work, C magic into your practice, um, you can use seaweed for uh, prosperity because of course we all know um, you know, you can consume seaweed, um, you know, it's also nurturing for the animals in the ocean, um, prosperity because the color green, um, if you're looking for something that is, um, for grounding, you can use sand, um, again, any, uh, seashells or, um, uh, driftwood that you may find, you can use that as well. Um, um, see, um, see, um, let's think here. So yeah, I, I mentioned, uh, seashells, etc. Uh, you can use seashells for, Uh, not only protection, but you can also use them for, um, like, um, trying to think of a word here, um, but like, because many animals, many, like, crabs, etc., as they grow, they switch the size of their shell, they move on to different, so you can do it to, like, draw, attract a new home into your life, if, if you're in a situation where you need a home or you just don't, you're not happy with your living situation, you know, find an old seashell, obviously make sure there's no, uh, animal that has decided to inhabit it and bring it home and incorporate it in your spell work. And, um, I would just like to put it out there that no matter what type of spell you're trying to achieve, you have to take action to make the spell actually work. You can't just do a spell for a new job and then just sit on your couch and watch the Golden Girls or whatever. You get my point. Like, you have to actually, after the spell, take the necessary steps. Sometimes I feel like that gets overlooked and people just talk about what spells to do to draw certain things into your life and they forget to mention that it is extremely necessary to take the steps to achieve the end goal of your spell. So just remember that. Um, so seagulls, again, just like using any other bird's uh, feathers, um, releasing freedom, um, protection on travels, Um, I would even dare to say, because seagulls are very noisy, sometimes a little low-key obnoxious, um, you could even use them in a way, excuse me, you could use their feathers in a way of protection and warring warring off, um, unwanted energy, people, etc. So, um... 
Uh, fish bones. This goes along with uh, whether it's bones from a deer or bear or what have you. Um, I would dare even to say that, like, uh, I mean, they don't have bones, snakes, they don't have bones, but let's say you're on a hike or let's say you have a friend and they found snake skin. You can use that. I know I talk about snakes a lot. I'm sorry if that gets a little obnoxious or monotonous, but as long as we're talking about working with things that nature provides us, um, you can use, you know, animal skin. It doesn't necessarily have to be a snake, but you can use it for shedding an old habit, shedding an old unnecessary, unbeneficial relationship. You can use it also for rebirth, um, Um, the list of possibilities is endless. Um, if you right off the bat find it though, um, and it's not something given to you, just be cautious. Just be careful that when you pick it up, you know, be aware of your surroundings because, uh, I don't want anything to happen to you. Like, you know, the snake being close by and being startled by your movement and then bites you. I'm just looking out for your best interest. Just be cautious. And of course, this goes for anything that you do in your spell work. Just be aware of your surroundings and um, be respectful because obviously nature is animal's home and we want to be respectful of them just as much as we would want somebody to be respectful of our home. Um, uh, graveyard magic. So this could be as simple as, uh, going to a graveyard that a loved one is buried at. And, you know, when you go there, uh, making sure that their gravestone is, is clean. And if there's moss or whatever, you take the necessary steps to clean it down and, or it could be as simple as typically graveyards are very good about you know their upkeep and keeping the stones clean um but it could also just be as simple as bringing if you're going to visit a particular person or even not even if even if you've never met the person before but for whatever reason you feel drawn to a particular gravesite bringing them flowers and um, being respectful. When I go, there's um, a cemetery, like maybe like 15 minutes from my home. And that's where my grandfather, who I talk about quite a bit, is buried. He's buried next to his mother, um, his sister, and his grandparents. Um, they're all buried at the same place. They're all cremated, so they all fit in quite nicely together. Um, but Um, whether or not you know the person and you feel drawn to them and you show your respect. Another thing you can do is if you just go to visit a cemetery in general, um, if you see that a loved one has left like a toy, uh, a flower, something, and it's knocked over, pick it up, put it, you know, in its proper stand up motion and I like to kiss my hand and then put my hand on the the gravestone um and just say like a little chant a little prayer what have you um these are great 
forms of spell work because when you are showing uh, respect, yes, you can do spells for respect, then um, I believe that that person sees what you are doing and they therefore then they will make sure that positive things respectful things happen to you uh that's just my belief it's not something i was taught it's just something i think is true uh so take that with a grain of salt if you want but um and then of course of course you can do a whole blown out actual graveyard magic you can do magic on site of course be respectful ask the cemetery before i ever walk into a cemetery even if it's a place that i usually go before i step foot in the cemetery i stand in the entryway and i ask sometimes i say it out loud if i'm alone or if there are people walking by i tend to say it to myself in my head i ask may i please enter and the way i see it is uh it's just being respectful I mean, if you had your best friend come over, I mean, some people don't see anything wrong with that. Just having your your friend just walk straight into your home. Um, but some people, some people might see that as being rude and they prefer that you knock and ask before you enter. Um, so just to cover my bases, I try to be as respectful as possible and I ask before I enter and... Um, I believe I've discussed this before that um I call myself a human pendulum because when I ask questions like if it's a yes answer my body sways back and forth and if it's a no answer my body sways side to side um so when I get that swaying yes motion I know it's okay to enter and majority of the time I do. I think it's only been like once or twice I've gotten the motion, you know, swaying no, don't enter. And I and I'm respectful of that. I just come back a different time. Um those two times that I've experienced that were close to around Halloween time. Um so I um and as we all know, uh the closer we get close to uh you know that holiday uh the um the veil of you know those who have passed over and our world um gets thinner and thinner and I, so i take it as they're preparing to come over to our side to visit their their loved ones and they don't have time to have visitors in their home um So um So just some examples of spells that of course these are not all the spells but these are just some that you could do if you do desire to do a spell um in a graveyard. Protection, communication and that could just be like I said with family members who have passed, friends, or if there is um a particular stone that, you know, gravestone that you feel connected to and you want to try to communicate with that person um death magic which is magic that helps you heal and um not just you but also can help the deceased person with their passing um that is an upcoming episode in October so stay tuned to that for that um let's see healing generational curses um 
obviously this would be good if you know where a particular loved one is and you know of a generational curse um you know through family stories etc and you feel drawn to doing this spell in front of their their stone um Um, I think that's it for this week's episode, and I will be back next week with the beginning of, um, my October, um, mischievous, spooky Halloween episodes. So next week I will be discussing some stories, um, and experiences that I have had with spirits, ghosts, um, figures um because not all of them have been flat out you know um a full version some of them is just are just colors some of them is just a feeling so I will be discussing these experience I had and what I felt like they meant for me so that's um first week in October um the second and the third week I will be discussing uh death magic and graveyard magic and then um let's see I think there are four weeks uh and then we will be discussing Loki and um his stories just to make sure I am saying all this right let me uh So yeah, um, so Loki is going to be, Loki and his stories are going to be released on, uh, October 30th, so day before Halloween, um, and so that, so starting off October 2nd, I will be sharing my experiences with, like, ghost stories, etc. October 9th, I will be discussing graveyard magic, uh, October 16th death magic um I'm still um let's see I'm thinking for October 23rd to share um like some of my favorite spooky movies and podcasts like just it being like a fun uh kind of low-key that hasn't been haha <laughs> low-key um but that hasn't been completely decided but it's a possibility that that's what that week's episode will be about and then October 30th will be me discussing and sharing uh, some of Loki's stories that he would like me to share with you and maybe a little bit of corrections for the Loki episode that I just posted um he's been talking to me and being like there are things I wish you had said or that he just wants me to correct so look out for those episodes but in the meantime you can always find me over on Instagram and TikTok at Practical Magic Pod I'm more active over on TikTok um, but anything that I post on TikTok does eventually get posted over to Instagram um 
So I hope you all have a magical week and I will see you next time, Coven.